Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Double One Radio Games Cast, where we do games <laughs> things. Uh, this is our special Halloween episode, Spooktacular. So, I'm as always, I'm your host Ryan, and we're we're we're, we're all here today. It's the whole gang. <laughs> because we're doing a nice little horror game book club, essentially. So I'm going to go down the line and say some names. We got Alex. <laughs> we got Ben. <laughs> Hello. How is everybody doing on this spooky evening? We got Brett. Hello. We got Wyatt. Ooh. Oh my god, he's really dead. <laughs> <laughs> we lost him, and we got Tess. I wish we had a book club. Well, that's the next podcast. We're, we're making a book club next. <laughs> a second ahead of ourselves. The books cast. <laughs> the, the, the okay, books there you cast. go. There you go. Uh, hey, fun fact: this podcast formula was actually inspired about by a originally by a podcast about books. Wow! Right. Not a joke. Not, not and a then lie. we turned it into the modern era video game. Then we turned that... it into an anime podcast, and now it's a and game then... podcast. <laughs> right? Exactly. Modern era. Who are you, sticks? Modern, oh yeah, this is modern, episode thirty. We're, we're at the big three zero that's for the huge. Halloween special. That's like more numbers than I am years old. I, and I'll never get those hours <laughs> of my life back. <laughs> Thanks, Ben. <laughs> You're welcome. I like to put things into perspective every once in a while, you know? Yep. <laughs> Just to get that nice universal perspective. All right. right. As exactly. always, <laughs> we got to start with an award. And this award... Is the Double One Radio Games cast most inappropriate horror protagonist? So this is of these things (laughs) or people. What would be the worst horror protagonist? And this kind of applies to games and everything else as well. When you say inappropriate, what like does that mean? Just like Duke Nukem? It can mean whatever you take that word to mean, right? Just does not belong. It could mean does not belong. It could mean just maybe they're just wildly inappropriate. I don't know, but okay. Whatever the reason, they're inappropriate horror protagonist. So first, we got Tom Cruise. Uh, he's terrifying. Okay, I see where this is going. <laughs> All right. Oh yeah. So we got Tom Cruise. Uh, next, we got Build a Bear Workshop. The workshop. So the actual <laughs> workshop, not a Build a Bear, <laughs> but the workshop. <laughs> and then finally, we've got Brett. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't get the joke, so I'm gonna pick Build a Bear with the workshop. The workshop. Okay, great. <laughs> I I have one clarifying question to ask. Okay. Is this some? Are are we aiming for a horror movie experience to be the result of this, or just the worst person in a horror movie scenario? I would put it as like, what is of these? Which is the one you think would most be a disaster to watch on the level of something like The Room, right? <laughs> That's what I take this to mean, which is why I obviously would vote for Brett. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, man. No, think That's about it this way, great though. Job. Okay, so I think, think about it this I, way. Uh, I think Brett would too, be, do too good, and it wouldn't be funny. Think about this. <laughs> or See, scary. Brett knows all the stereotypes for this stuff. Exactly. He'd be able to avoid so many things. <laughs> Five Nights at Freddy's Build-A-Bear Edition. Absolutely. Starring Tom Cruise. But don't forget, this is the protagonist, right? So the, right, workshop, the workshop is, is the, the protagonist. protagonist. <laughs> Yeah, in Five Nights at Freddy Build a Bear Edition. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So that is my choice still because I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I I think that, I 
I would just be the most inappropriate because I would do such a bad job. Like I'm, I'm like not fun to watch, even like playing like horror games or anything. Because I just like I, I just can't do anything. You're not <laughs> fun to have a podcast list, with. You're not fun to play games <laughs> <with>. <laughs> It's all in the same vein. I just get too scared to start crying for all of those options. <laughs> Damn. All right, Wyatt. Wait, you know I love you. Um, as someone who willingly, for whatever reason, sat through The Mummy, the Tom Cruise version of The Mummy. Somewhat willingly. I'll, I'll put it that way. Uh, I'm going to pick Tom Cruise, because the thing about Tom Cruise is that he is very good at playing one specific type of character himself. A Scientologist. Oh, yeah. He is, he is, he is very no. good at playing Tom Cruise Action Man. And if you put Tom Cruise Action Man in anything that isn't a Tom Cruise action man movie. It doesn't work. And he yeah, sucks. he was the best Tom Cruise ever in, um, <laughs> in, a in a edge of tomorrow. That was, he oh, was, was great. Good Tom Cruise. in that. But one. you put, you put Tom Cruise, you take him and you put him in the mummy. And it's one of the worst things I've ever seen. It's yeah, the, but it's can we talk pathetic. about Dwayne, the rock, the crab man? The, that's, the rock, oh my god. We will, but we gotta get to Tessa's response. Yeah, we're talking about video games, actually. Are we talking about like what would be the worst? It's like... what you take it I mean. So my personal take is like what would create a room tier movie that is just painful, but at the same time has some worth. So <laughs> bad it's good. It's called the mummy. Oh, oh my God, <laughs> Brett! All the way. He was too scared to play Dead Space. <laughs> oh, but I win. Fair, oh, Dead I did not know. Is actually terrifying. Yeah, it's but terrifying. Both the first but he two was like, terrifying. I don't want to get through this. What is the third kind one? Of scared. That's like, Brett. I hope you're happy. You have won, perhaps the most wow. important award of your life. I've you won something. The double video games cast most inappropriate. Your, li your life has peaked at this very moment. <laughs> I, I feel like you try now. so hard, but then you'd end up scaring yourself. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> All right, so now we can like, get into. He'd scream. Oh, sorry. No, go, like, go ahead, Tess. The other person would scream, and then he'd scream and run away. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> he'd probably live, but he. <laughs> I, I would live, scene... but it would be very boring to watch. I can imagine a scene in a horror movie where, like, it's two characters and they run into like the main villain. One of the characters looks to his right. It's just Brett's just taken off in the opposite <laughs> yeah, direction. Every man for himself. <laughs> yep, be a great side character in a horror movie, but not the protagonist. Yeah, oh, no. <laughs> and, right. and everyone would cry at his eventual death. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, oh moving on, we're going to the actual topic of the episode, which is. Uh, we're gonna do a nice little roundtable about different Halloween-themed games. I keep saying horror games, that's because I think most of us played horror games, but yeah. you can also just talk about Halloween-themed games. Like, if you really have a burning passion for medieval or something. Or Costume Quest. So. Costume Quest, yeah. And that's, uh, that's along those lines as well. Speaking of which, if you go to the Epic Store, there's some great, like, Halloween free games for the this week and last week. Uh, I think the next week has a, a set, too. So you can get Layers of Fear, and you can get, a, I think, Costume Quest right now in both <clears> good <throat> games. Uh, we're also going to do news at the end of the show, and not now, because it's just, we can do whatever we want. It's our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> good enough. And, this and is that's the, the scariest episode, thing of all. <laughs> there really isn't much news. <laughs> so we're moving yeah. on. There's a in here. <laughs> it's getting in at my face. So, so if you hear, like, if you're clapping, that's me trying to kill a fly. 
<laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> so basically Post what we're going to do is go down the line and, and talk a little bit about our games that we played. Uh, and then afterwards we can talk about horror games in general, Halloween themed stuff in general. Uh, but first we want to do a nice little like everyone has their, their little 5 to 10 minute period to tell us about their game and what they thought. So Alex, you're at the top of the list. Oh. What game did you bring for us? I brought... Uh, don't, talk, the... don't, don't, don't. <laughs> <laughs> I have plenty of other voices on stock. That's oh. fine. No. Please don't copyright me. It has been unleashed. Um, I played The Forest, which... Oh, wow. I, I bought it maybe a year or two back. I uh, think looking for a good horror game experience. And I really didn't play much of it then because I was having trouble with the camera settings, which are still uh, a bit of an issue now. But I, oh, wow. Um, don't try to rush through it for a review. <laughs> it's, <laughs> wow. It Wait, what was uh, the, the forest. Sorry. <laughs> so it's, can, I, can I talk about how it starts off? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, it's the beginning. Yeah, so the, the stuff we avoid spoilers for for this this podcast is specifically things that are like more than a few hours in, so we're not okay. taking experiences away from people. Yeah. So you and your son um, are in a plane crash, and you, I mean, just happen to be a famous survivalist, which is very handy. Um, so you're in a plane crash on uh, th this island, and it seems to be deserted, except for a bunch of cannibals. Um, and also very sort of um, I, the, the, the way that I know how to describe this kind of is like Pepto-Bismol monsters. Yeah. Very <laughs> pretty pink good and description. Very pink and goopy that you find in, in the depths of caves, which... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, that was... It's the scariest part of the caves because, I mean, it's... The, the game has one of my most hated mechanics in, in, in this sense. The, it, it has sort of a flashlight mechanic. It has the, um, you, you hold up this lighter that really doesn't give you any light at all, except for maybe three inches around your hand, and that's all you can see. Um, so it was an absolute heck of a time trying to you know, find your way through these really vast cave systems, which I think when I was looking at the game, it said that they were um, uh, randomly generated, which is which is you know a really good aspect for a horror game, keeping things uh, unexpected and scary. But yeah, wow, the um, very bad lighting <laughs> on purpose, probably. Yeah, just yeah, you know, it's a little, but still. And I know it's the, the survivalist sort of aesthetic there, but you can still... I, I feel like games can do better than the, the the weak flashlight mechanic of holding up a single lighter. Yeah, I think flashlight mechanics will certainly be uh, hopefully less there, prevalent right? now. Still, it seems like they're becoming less common for a lot of war games. Still scared my absolute pants off, <laughs> especially in the caves, just because the... Um, the the spooky Pepto Bismol atmosphere there. <laughs> that's the scariest and part. That's a sentence. <laughs> I don't even know what and, and, 
And the fact that you can make armor out of the bones of cannibals that you've killed, that that's also... That's kind of awesome. Yeah, it's it's fine. Whew. That's a healthy thing to, to do. <laughs> and, and you just find burned bodies all over the place, too, just in random spots. So apparently something happened, but I have no idea what. It's just like it's in real bad. life. Yeah, just all the time. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. get out of bed in the morning and something happened. I just I don't know what. There's burned bodies everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> this terrible. is normal. So yeah, d- definitely a uh scary experience, but you know, mess with the camera controls and um I hope you enjoy pitch black. The forest is a game that I've played a decent amount in multiplayer. And there's I don't multiplayer? Know, yeah, there's multiplayer. Yeah. It's actually like super fun, but like me and my friends gamify the crap out of it. So I don't know yeah. if I got the same horror it experience definitely that you takes did because we literally like bunny hop around, chop down like an entire <laughs> forest, make a raft, sail out to the ocean and like I don't know, hunt the megalodon. Like there's uh, we 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 don't play the game. We don't <laughs> go into the caves. Thieves? We don't really do it like the horror aspect kind of just leaves once you get um a group of guys together who abuses the mechanics <laughs> oh also yeah game. you're um you're you're searching for your son because he gets taken yeah. away by someone uh during the plane crash after the plane crash but yeah yeah pretty <laughs> weird if he was taken <laughs> during the plane crash <laughs> imagine some like tom cruise running up and grabbing his son <laughs> and parachuting out of the plane worst oh, horror movie protagonists i'll show them yeah. <laughs> yeah. turns out he was the perfect antagonist yeah the award was just coming up later in the show. Um, <laughs> Absolutely. Like, relax. Best horror game antagonist, Tom Cruise. Yeah. All right. Someday. Cruise. Yeah, I, I've played a, a decent amount of the forest too, and I think I, I tend to, when I play that game, treat it more like a survival game than a horror game by yeah, just like true. not ever dealing with any of the horror elements because <laughs> they spook me too much. Which <laughs> I think it means the game's scary. doing its job right. <laughs> I mean, true. Because there are there are people that are super into that aspect of the game. Um, That's the thing is, I've actually never even considered that game to be a horror game until immediately right now. Like I've always thought it was just like survival with a bit of horror dash. Yeah, in, it, it was originally built pretty much as a horror game, and then it kind of became it, more of a survival game. As the there's jump game. scare and atmospheric horror in it. It's a uh... yeah, it, it's good to get you. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It, it it is. I would say a very fun game if you're into survival it's fun, yeah. games, sure. uh, and if you're into like horror in that you lose your stuff when you die. Like I, I would almost say like hard mode Minecraft horror. Yeah, that yeah. would just make me so mad. Uh, yeah, that's why I I, I never get super into that kind of game is because Rage I just quit. hate losing progress that way. Yeah, it's like games are game. are. It's hard to find time to play a lot of games, so when you can and then suddenly so, yeah. the game like rips your progress away i'm like well well that's enough for that game <laughs> yeah that, it's more of an all stop playing at that point yeah. um, i did think the inventory system was interesting how you just you know, yeah, lay out yeah, a like carp it, and there's actually. all your stuff that's been there for a while and i think it's actually been one of the more unique parts of the game that inventory system i love games a bit that clunky though. inventory stuff it's a bit clunky especially for crafting i find it's, mm. it's a tad clunky but like once you get the won't get the hang of it, it's not too bad. Yeah. All right. And I I guess it's not meant to be like super you know high speed crafting. 
Yeah, but... that's probably part of why it's that way, I would assume. Is because of that. They they don't want it to be a like crafting focused game. Or or like speed crafting focused. Like yeah. some <laughs> Minecraft runs turn into. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Alright, any other words on the thor forest? I almost said the thorest. The thorest. The thorax? What do you have to say about my thorax? The island is only populated by thors. That's the most terrifying thing of all. Look, a thor cannibal would get you. I would play Marvel's Avengers if that was... They're a Halloween-themed like event. It's just like zombie Thors. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's only Thors. All right, just Thor everywhere. That means it's now time to do the unexpected. And I said go down the list. I'm gonna go down oh. the list, but swapping swapping between people. So Ben, you gotta hold up. It's Tessa's turn. Oh, thank whoa. God! I was getting Thor talking about that. Great. So it's great Jeez. because no matter what happens, I'm always going. <laughs> so wait, what game are you doing then? Um, I don't know. You want to just talk about them all? Yeah, I if you, talk if about you Call of Duty too, a bunch of the similar cool stuff you can talk about too. Okay. Um. I don't know. I have so many games I want to talk about. <laughs> Pick your start favorite. with one. Okay. I'll talk about a different one if you. Okay, I'll start with Alien Isolation then. Oh, hell yeah! Um. It's a very good game. I yeah, can't so play good. that one. So good. <laughs> Wait, what did you say? I said I can't Brett play can't that play one. <laughs> Why not? That that one is, I, I, that because it's intense. Brett. It's viscerally terrifying. <laughs> to be fair, that one is very, very like nerve-wracking. Yeah. Right? The anxiety oh. levels in that game are just through the roof. I mean, it doesn't help when you're just vibing, you're walking around, then all of a sudden you hear footsteps mm, coming yeah. towards you, you yeah. turn around, and there's an alien. The, the sound design in that game it's is so on another level. It's, I think it's, it's incredible. I love the beginning where it's the um the explosion and then the only things you can hear is when uh Ripley touches things. Mm -hmm. Like that's all you hear, just Ooh, to like actually that. envision the fact that in space there's no sound except for the vibrations that in happen space, like, when you no touch No one can things. hear you scream. That's the tagline for me. Yeah. Is that true? Yeah. yeah, that's true. That that was its original like uh, tagline for the first movie. Well, that's a good tagline, right? Props, props to them. Props to them. <laughs> right? Props to the tagline writers. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, I that game is like nerve wracking from the start. Like it's just like the com the quick uh Samuels walks in and is like, "Hey, we might have found your mom," and then just like. Goes right into it, and then you the whole explosion happens, and you lose everyone right at the beginning. And right. then ev everybody that you meet along the way ends up dying. So it's just like, it's just so nerve wracking because you finally have a sense of, oh my god, I'm not alone. There's someone here. Like the, some dude ends up finding you. So then you're with him for like a little bit, and then something happens, and then you're like, oh, I'm alone again. And then. I mean, that's classic horror as well. That, that's yes. a, a super common thing yeah. in a lot of games. It just where it makes you so feel so sense of security. Yes, and well, I'm sure the the androids are there for a false sense of security, but they, mm -hmm. I um, I have automonophobia, so as soon as I saw the androids, I 
It's like I don't trust them. But I hate I, that would be my gut gut like, reaction too. Is just like I don't know. Well, their face is so like well, yeah, because yeah, off putting. But it's I cool how they they I put that into the lore robots. too. You know, like that whole thing, that whole section. You walk in and you're like, oh, these guys suck compared to the other androids that i know about an alien right and then she's well, like oh but no but wonder the, they're losing the tech race i mean you know? it's scary like, because those cool androids stuff. are like programmed supposedly to not be hostile and but then they un- all of a sudden become hostile and it's because this a great apollo thing is like controlling them but even though it seems like that's not in their programming, it is in their programming, but to them, they're not being hostile type thing. Oh. Ah. Uh, yeah. Oh, that is freaky. Yeah. So, like... Lightly. Well, it's, it's a similar situation. Around. I mean, I guess spoilers for Alien, but, like... It's been out for, like... It's been out since the 70s. Years, okay? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, the first Alien, like, that, that android was, was, like, probably one of the nicest people on the original crew. But then he ended yeah. up basically wanting to kill them just so that he could get the specimen back alive. Like that's what always happens. Not always. That's what is very common for yeah, androids. Just in, in the programming, especially in, in horror. Like, that's world. like I feel a like yeah. Androids in a lot of sci-fi have the tendency to just be like, "Oop, that thing you thought was that uh, uh, like preventing me from murdering people. Guess what? I didn't want it to be there anymore." Uh, except like, except the robots in Interstellar. Those I was guys about are to say, best. yeah, yeah. big blocky friends. <laughs> The best. Can we get a game about them? Journey, Please. but with Blockman. I'd so play that. I'd love to play as them just to see that rolling. Yeah. yeah. yeah cool. That was a really cool animation. Like that was just like that was all practical. Uh, well, it was a really, really cool way to make them crazy. To well, I think a, to them. I think a lot of the shots you like utilizing the robots were practical, which is pretty surprising. Actually, yeah, I think they built like a giant robot that moved like that when you pulled it. It was something like that. Yeah. Yeah. This is now an interstellar podcast. <laughs> Good movie. We've moved past Star Wars. We've moved past anime. <laughs> we've reached interstellar. This is it. <laughs> Look, we've never moved past Star Wars. It's always hanging in the back of our minds. It always comes back. Just as like long as it's wrote. a sci-fi topic, it's it's going to be yeah. part of the podcast. A little maneuver of yours just cast us 51 years. <laughs> you have more, don't you, Tess? Yes. I was letting everyone talk. Well, I, I did. Everyone got excited. I know, so but like, I was, oh, I was no, making I, a smooth I, transition back to you after everyone had yeah. concluded their thoughts. Well, I, well, there was one thing I wanted to mention before we move on from Alien, because the, that series to me, like especially the first two movies, hold a special place in my heart, because Alien was the first horror movie I ever saw. Aww. So it's, it's like one of my favorite movies ever, and I, I love that that world i love that aesthetic i love those characters and i don't remember like, my first horror movie and like the best well that's that's yeah. how much it scared me as a kid is because i'm never gonna jealous. forget it but like that's my... that was like my favorite part of isolation was just that they got that atmosphere yeah, and that like it. that like 70s future look and like the film grain and everything perfectly. Mm-hmm. like really that did. atmosphere was like 15 out of 10 so well done from a strategy game company like these are the same people that make total war and they made a great like horror game and their first try which is insane <laughs> yeah. first that's horror movie blows was little my vampire mind. that's like half of what, was makes what? That... little vampire <laughs> <laughs> oh, I that movie. oh i haven't seen the movie in years 
and it nearly scared the literal pee out of me. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's adorable. You know then I watched Friday the 13th and Nightmare on Elm Street, and I was fine with those. <laughs> I mean, this is slasher horror? I feel like it's a very different type. Yeah, slasher is yeah. totally different. Those are like trashy... B-movies most of the time. Yeah. But you consider them to be... It's more just like well, entertainment rather than trying to actually yeah. be really scared. Well, I would say that the first like Nightmare on Elm Street legitimately has some like scary moments to it. It gets really campy in that whole series, but like that first movie took itself more seriously and had some like legitimately. So when you say campy, do you mean <coughs> where, where they go to space or? <laughs> well, that's how. Well, that's that's <laughs> no. That's Friday the Thirteenth. That's Jason X. But like no, Jason takes but New there's, York. There's Jason versus Freddy versus Jason where they go to space. Isn't no, there? that's just Freddy versus Jason. There's Jason that goes ah. to space, which is Jason X. He also goes to hell, I guess, at one point. Um, I know too much about horror movies, so just don't. No, there's but, like, one. Called... <laughs> oh, so Jason X. Jason X. He goes is to space. Freddy versus Jason in space. No, it's not. No, Freddy's not there. It's just a Jason movie. It's just oh. a bad Jason movie. And then yeah, and then there's Freddy versus Jason, which is just like yeah. regular normal. I heard such awful things about that. All right. Anyway, yeah, I got a soft topic. Uh, yeah, so we, got, we got carried away in the Jason and Freddy lore. <laughs> I know the deep Jason and Freddy lore. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Tess. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I just like there's another. It, I just like horror movies that you kind horror movies horror games where you just have that feeling of helplessness mm-hmm. because, like, yeah, you have the flamethrower and you can use um. There's a shotgun too, isn't there? Yep, that's uh, literal. That doesn't help you against no, an alien. <laughs> well, that's 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 what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, but like you, oh my god, what are those things called? The bottles that light on fire? Molotovs. Molotovs. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I was <laughs> the, the alcohol. The alcohol Ex- Explodey bottles. <laughs> the alcohol. Fire bottles that go boom. <laughs> yes. Um. So yeah, like that's all you have against the alien, and that's just for like a minute <laughs> like it gets the alien to go away for like a minute where you have enough time to go and like grab what you need and go so i feel like that's just like that's just terrifying to me because you you never know when that alien's gonna pop up like it disappears and you're like okay I've, i heard it going into the vent so that's like your chance to go but then as soon as you hear it come back you're like well yeah but even, it does a even really good with... job of making it so you don't feel safe ever like oh, even yeah, the fact no. that your safe space, quote unquote, is another vent. Even the humans like, are hostile yeah. in that game. Yeah. So you're not safe from like anyone because all the humans are like Wait, why survival are the humans of the fittest. Because oh. they're just kind of well. I mean, because nice they're in space and part of the that's just ship that they're on alien exploded. Is like... Yeah. Well, is it? Are they like Wayland Utani people? Because like that's usually what no, it so... is for aliens. That it's like because I don't remember. <laughs> um. No, Tess can say can uh, explain it. They're just um, like random people that were on the ship, but like people are fighting over resources and stuff like that because there's only a limited amount of resources on the ship, obviously, and there's a big ass alien. So mm-hmm. <laughs> there's also that. So it's just kind of like mm-hmm. fighting for supplies and it's every man for himself at that. Point. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, how? I don't I know how else something like that would play out when there it's basically you're trying to survive not getting killed by this alien and waiting and hoping that help will come. Right. So it makes sense that you'd be 
fighting with other people for resources and yeah well, especially i think the, in the sci-fi worlds that alien sets up that's a very natural yeah it's kind of like a <laughs> setup what's uh what, what kind of aesthetic would you give have you seen um the expanse at all i feel like i, I keep have. meaning to no it's if, got that dirty grungy same like you know yeah we might have colonized space but we still hate poor people kind of feel yeah <laughs> you know <laughs> like it's it's that kind of commentary that is pushing with that sure sure yeah but but yeah. but uh going going back to like the game makes you feel really really helpless and what i think is really interesting about that is that there's a lot of other like first person horror games like amnesia or uh, outlast or something where you Don't have even no... get me started no i'm not but i just use it as an example <laughs> calm down I get excited. I'm sorry. I, I, I know. It's, it's okay. <laughs> but what, what's so interesting about Alien Isolation is that, like, yeah, we're going to give you some things, but it, it lures you to this false sense of security where it's like those weapons aren't going to, like, they'll, they'll kind of, like, you know, piss off the Xenomorph and he'll run away. But, like, he's, well, he's going to be bad. Even the androids are scary. And the androids are scary. But, like, in something like Outlast, it's like 100% you know you have no like defense whatsoever the androids take like 10 bullets like die already but but what but what what i'm getting to is what i love about aliens even though you you have these weapons you're still completely helpless and i feel like giving you weapons makes you feel even more like yeah i was helpless which is interesting yeah say exactly that it's like the fact like in in outlast or in like the first amnesia you know you don't have anything so your brain's kind of like okay well if I had a gun, this would be easy. So you kind of think about that, but Alien just like, okay, you have your gun, you have your flamethrower, you have your grenades, your bombs. Still, you don't have a. You still you can't do a damn thing. You have a flamethrower and a shotgun, and you still can't kill it. In video yeah. game rules and first-person shooter rules, that makes no sense. <laughs> first-person shooter rules. That <laughs> means whatever you're weapons. fighting is is supposed to kill you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you go in Halo Three armed with the flamethrower and the shotgun, yeah, exactly. you're unstoppable. Here, it's like, screw that. <laughs> yeah. It is so cool. The atmosphere yeah. of that game, just every little decision. Like if you think about it, like the fact that they make you crawl in vents to or be hold safe, your breath or hold your breath. Like, when you're, when you're hiding. like they, in order to be safe, you're Not going even, to the you place where the alien gets vent, you from. And then the, the alien can climb into the vent. Yeah, the alien's like yeah. is preying on you from the vents in the ceiling and then you're going to hide in a vent. So it's like, this is where you're in his place, you know? You're in the that alien That was, like, zone. one of the scariest things for me when I was like, I'm safe. And then I heard the alien climb in, and I was like, are you kidding Never me? Never mind. I can't it's, have it's, not a, it's, it's not a horror game, but a, another game that had a really similar kind of uh, setup to that. I don't know if anyone here has played Metro Exodus, but there's a, there's a section in one of the areas where you're crawling around, like, this vent. And there's tons of, like, little gross crab-looking monsters that come, like attacking you and in that game if you want a flashlight you either have to have like a flashlight that you have to pump up to recharge or you have a little like lighter and so you're holding up a lighter while also holding a gun at the same time and you're just walking through the vent and it's a very similar kind of like experience i didn't, which I didn't play really cool. exodus i did play last light um but there's definitely mm -hmm. some really tense moments in those games they're yeah. almost oh. harder yeah 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 definitely. i mean they're shooters but the yeah. gunplay is clunky and the monsters are scary, so it's getting there. <laughs> and you have like no ammo. <laughs> yeah, and you have like no ammo. It's yeah. although Exodus has crafting, which is weird. Yeah, Exodus seems to be a little bit less of the same. From that's a whole different conversation. Right, any, anyway, anyway, <laughs> we're not going to get into the differences between Metro Exodus, and <laughs> Last Light, right? Because right. we could go on for days about that. 
definitely. All right. Anything else, Tess? Um, just for that game. Not. <laughs> okay, I'll let someone else speak. well i was gonna say something about the end and how much i love the game for the ending but i don't want to can't do that but just leave it there leave it the ending's great well cut her mic cut her mic i wouldn't say great sorry that's i know i know no like i wouldn't say it was great but like makes the game good it makes the game good and it it leaves you like being kind of like makes you think you know, oh, like, oh, kind of like that or maybe breath. it's more like hmm you know there's a couple yeah, yeah it's like oh all right i guess <laughs> okay it's my yeah. favorite emotion yeah it's like a, a it's like game. bruh what the fuck you <laughs> <Right>. know <laughs> yeah it's yeah. like i like games where you ex- you don't expect the ending mm-hmm. like it's completely different than from yeah. What you would have. It's a thought. spicy twist. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Fantastic. That means we're bouncing around. It's been cool. So Tess left me the game that I actually have been watching her play to talk about. <laughs> so I didn't play the game, but I watched Tess play it. Amnesia, the new one. We've been playing. Oh, yeah. yeah. I also watched Tess play. She it. hasn't been. We haven't finished it yet. So taking it away from me. What? <laughs> You just talked about Alien. Well, you can also talk about it. Yeah. yeah, I, I just wanted to bounce the topics around because I know and Ben. And I also wanted to talk about, since I don't play horror games a lot, I could just shoot in the fact that the new Call of Duty like Warzone mode is actually really good. And we could <laughs> chat on that. Oh, the zombie game. mode? Yeah, the va- zombie mode is so much fun. But let's I talk about Amnesia first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, we can chat about that quickly. Oh, well, if there's a zombie mode in Warzone, I might actually be into that. <laughs> it's, it's very fun. Um, anyway, Amnesia seems <laughs> like a pretty, pretty good deserving sequel i think of, of of the first one i don't know that's not what i've yeah. been hearing which is really which is interesting yeah it's, now it's i haven't played an amnesia game before so i can't really comment it's but definitely not it's not quite i don't think the caliber of the first one but i think it does of yeah you know i, I think it's a job. situation where like the first one revolutionized <laughs> horror at the time it came yeah, out and for the games. second one was just not gonna do and that the second because... one like can't do that at this point so I, think that, I feel like if they released Amnesia yeah. today, people would be like, oh, well, that was kind of all right. Yeah. Yeah. You know? I totally like, I don't think the first game was great, but it was more important because it also it came out in like so... 2011. Yeah. It was right. more important because it was so like revolutionary for the genre of horror games, not because it was necessarily the you know a masterpiece yeah it's like things that amnesia did are now horror staples like the pulling doors open and all all the stuff that amnesia originally did are are kind of sticking around because of that yeah Mm -hmm. it's the example of like it's not the it's not cliche because it created the cliche i'm enjoying myself yeah i mean it's definitely not a a bad horror i mean i it definitely really connects to the first one definitely because they're just there's so many notes left behind, and it mentions Alexander multiple times. So I think that's pretty good. It mentions the orb. It, um, it's just tying up the loose ends. The yeah, like the world, the other world that you hear about in the first one, but you don't really have any information on it because you're just like hearing about this world, and you're like, "What is this? Like, why? 
are people trying so desperately to get to it? And I just like the way that this one kind of is kind of expanding more on that. Because, I mean, you're still, even when you finish the Amnesia game, you're still left in the dark of, like, what it is. So, I just like that. The monster is terrifying. I will give it, I will give that to them. It's literally one of the ugliest things I've ever seen. And it's so scary. And he has yeeted me across the room, like, five times already. You try to hide, and he just lifts you up and throws you. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, meanwhile... Oh, wait, no. That's a big spoiler. Never mind. <laughs> good catch, good Turn catch. Turn mic! I was like, whoa, this game just came out. Let me not. I mean, from what I saw of, of both you and other people playing it, it seems like the the general consensus is that it's very much a, a competent horror game, at least so far. Yeah. And it'll probably take a little bit of time to see, like, if it's on the caliber a... of the original or not. Yeah. I'm still, I mean, I can definitely tell, like, when I play it, I'm like, yeah, this is definitely an amnesia game. But it's it's still, like, very, very different. From a narrative standpoint, I think it's already kind of lost a few points with me, just because in the beginning, there seems to, there's just, like, infinite flashbacks in the beginning of the game. Yeah, I didn't It's just trying to, like, fill you with all this exposition as fast as possible through flashbacks before the game starts. It also feels like, at least from my point of view, like I really don't remember much of the actual lore from the first one. So just like watching other people play it, like I have no idea what's going on half the time because I feel like it really relies. You definitely yeah, have to know your amnesia lore. Yeah, it definitely is, relies very heavily on yeah, the first. It puts game. a damper on it, but it, it is unfortunate it, since this came out so long ago. Like, I was oh, about, I was about yeah. to say, I feel like that makes it worse. That know? said, it well, is. A it would totally game. be super forgivable if Amnesia had been more recent. Oh I mean, no, yeah. I agree. Amnesia is not a very long game, though. Like, so I feel like it's pretty easy to go back and just speed through it and have or and, watch and get the story or watch Someone somebody play. play it. You know, Mark yeah. Yeah. King of Amnesia. <laughs> I thought he wasn't going to play it, and I got so excited. <laughs> and then I got. I mean, I got so upset. And then I got so excited. I, then I got, oh, God, Markiplier. Then I got a notification that said, <laughs> that said, baby, I'm back. And I was like, I know what this is. <laughs> but so far, he's only put out part one, and that was two days ago, and I'm getting kind of angry. Because, <laughs> like, what are you doing in your spare time, Markiplier? Nothing. <laughs> hey, it's, it's video a business. So lazy. You know, you gotta make sure you don't overload. Right. Time your releases. That's why we don't do 10 podcasts in a week. We could. Poor man, you see how he reacts when he plays uh, those rage games like Pogo Stuck. My god. I like, I mainly watch Markiplier's horror series, but I'm watching all of his all of his games. All of the games he um... plays. I'm only in 2013, but (laughs) So. I love him. Yeah, Yeah, Markiplier's the best (laughs) horror This is a Markiplier podcast now. He is the king of amnesia. He has played, like, so, like, obviously he's played, like, Dark Descent, Justine, and A Machine for Pigs, and now he's playing Rebirth, but he's played, like, so many of the custom stories, more than I have seen any other YouTuber. Like, he was into amnesia, and that is the king of amnesia. No one can tell me otherwise. Someone <laughs> tried saying it was PewDiePie, and I was like, listen, No. I, mean, I think has... for PewDiePie, it's more the other way around. Of like, PewDiePie got popular at the start because of reactions to Amnesia. 
Yeah, I mean, PewDiePie did play some of the more... He played, like, the more popular um, custom stories. I think he may played, like, a couple, but Markiplier, like, literally played so many of them. So that's that's yeah. the king. All right. Okay, Ben, cool. So pod time? Gonna, yeah, a little bit of Call of Duty, <laughs> because I've been playing a lot of Call of Duty. Uh, who, who said that they hadn't tried it yet? Me. I haven't. Uh, I haven't yeah, played I haven't Warzone done the zombie cool. mode, I but I, I have played a bit of Warzone where they have that that cute little little jump scare oh. thing that they got going. I on. I haven't even gotten the jump scare yet. But okay, so to so to explain, you open the box and then something goes. If you yeah. open a loot, yeah, if you open one of like the uh, crates that has like gear and stuff, occasionally you'll just get like a like a scary face for a second there's like a loud like noise oh, and i didn't i had no idea that it was happening so i was playing it and it, it, it legitimately made me jump <laughs> it got uh, me oh. it's cheap as hell it's it makes me so want to cheap. play even less it's um, so cheap but it was kind of cute so do you know the mechanics of the new zombie mode at all roughly so roughly so yeah, yeah. so it's regular war zone basically until you die and then instead of going to the gulag you come back as a zombie but you oh. land like right back in where your team is so you oh. can kind of like play with your team as a zombie and the zombies sure. have like um, some abilities. They have like uh, a smoke grenade or like a poison gas grenade, like an EMP. Oh. I don't even know what the EMP does. It's not important. And they have like this really <laughs> No, seriously, because who cares? Because you have a jump where you can jump like 200 meters. Oh, like you fly. <laughs> you fly and you make the coolest noise and you have this awesome like blue vapor trail behind you and like. That's it makes you wish in that the was final just circle. the battle royale mode, like period. To be honest with you. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so as a zombie, you try to run around and pick up when you when a player dies, you can get a little stim or whatever, and you get two stims and you get to come back. So that's like the new gulag system, which is cool. Get to come back as a human. Yeah, you come back as a human. Yeah. You get oh, cool. two two stims as a zombie, and you huh. get to come back as a human. So instead of going to the gulag like usual, that's what happens. That's pretty uh, cool. Yeah, it's really cool because. You can get your own your own thing, and then you only need one more. And what it kind of does is like it makes it so if your team wins a fight, your whole team's coming back. So it makes it yeah. really intense, like real, like so much fighting, constant fighting, and the circle starts half the size. Oh and that's, why so, that's why it's so and like I'm not I'm not a fan of constant, constant, constant fighting. Awesome. I'm not a fan of battle royales, but what I do like about. Uh, Warzone is that it gives you so many opportunities to come back. It's not like you're yeah, dead yeah, exactly. and that's it. That's something I've always appreciated about it. And even with yeah. these special events, they're trying to keep you in the game more often. Yeah. So that you don't just die. That's that's kind of really as much as it's like a zombie themed thing, the whole point of it to me seems like get you back in the game, get you keep you playing for as much time as possible. Yeah. I kind of wish that like that was that was how the mode worked regularly because I think that's yeah. such a cool like idea. Oh, you and know. the zombies drop like a crap load of loot. So you can, you, by the time you kill like a couple zombies, you have like $20,000. You can buy your team back as much as you want, basically. And you can get as many loadouts. Like, yeah, it's, it's really just about in, like just upping the tempo of Warzone, which I think is so much fun. That's like the best event that they've had in a, long, in a while. But other than that, it's yeah. Call of Duty's Call of Duty. <laughs> but right. that event's really cool. And if you have Warzone, yeah. you should play it. It makes me want like a full fledged like yeah, exactly. zombie thing. Makes me sad that's going to be gone. To be honest, wait, it's just an event. Oh, yeah, it's, it's like it's a Halloween, Halloween event. Yeah, they honestly they have some of their best modes 
for this Halloween event. Like, Seriously. Like the onslaught the onslaught like, mode is great, and it, it's not going to stay around, and that makes me and really the, sad. And the Spooky Royale is, like, almost more fun than regular Warzone. Like, <laughs> Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. They did, I mean, a good, I, they did a good job, definitely. Yeah, props to them, definitely. It's a shame it's going away. <laughs> I hate timed events like that. Yeah. Just keep it around. It's just I'm sure they'll it. bring like, it back. Still... I mean, people love it. So. I mean, will they, though? There are they legitimate reasons though. for timed events and that you will kind of like split your player race unevenly pretty heavily yeah. past a certain point. And That's it does true. make those events more fun when you know that yeah. you're playing it and it's going to be like an exclusive thing for a little while. So I, mean, I like the Monster Hunter approach, or like Monster Hunter has timed events, but they always come back at specific times during the year. Yeah, I was gonna say, and, this... I, and I get that, but like have it multiple times a year, not just one time a year. Like have it in in make more make a summer Halloween. Yeah. So I have Jul- spooky July. Everyone wants well, no, more than there's one already Halloween. Christmas in July, so that doesn't. <laughs> oh, August, spooky August. <laughs> school's coming back. No, that's, oh, that's well, are you gonna play though. this? Are you going to play this for Halloween, or are you going to play Dr. Junkenstein for the 15,000th time? Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? All right. We're now, getting very far from the original <laughs> focus of this true. Well, who's, who's next? Uh, who's next well, on the docket? Who's next on the docket? We do the flip. Back to me. Whoa. So oh, my. That's I've got... Oh, my God. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> uh, oh, no. Wyatt, this would have been your position had you not changed your name in the discord <laughs> but i had to uh, ryan, you, ryan you can understand why i had to yeah i understand uh, all right so i played two kind of three horror games the one that i oh, wow. i played that's like the easiest to get out of the way is uh zombies at my neighbors which is a snes horror not it's really not a horror game it's a uh a very simple um arcade game that konami made and it's it's pretty fun it's like a zombie snes game it's co- it's a cool thing though because there are moments in that game where you realize they have enemy designs of like these chainsaw people that will just run straight at you, okay. and it is more oh. terrifying than most games I've ever played because you know there is nothing <laughs> you can do because oh, the normal zombies are pushovers, but then these chainsaw lads just come straight for you and you're like ah, uh, death time yeah, to die. It's, it's an interesting way to do that kind of like resource horror in a game right. like that. Snez uh, game had a resource horror? Yeah, you have like limited resources and their different things work with different enemies. Uh, uh, it's, a, it's a cool little game. Then I played Layers of Fear, which I think is a really interesting, like it's, it's an amnesia style horror game in that it plays pretty similarly. Uh, there's not really any enemies. It's not like a uh, a thing where you're worried because there's going to be like a jump scare or something. Okay, yeah, I know what game you're talking about. I just have to look up pictures. It's very good uh, from what I played of it. And I'm I'm like not a huge horror game person, but I was having a lot of fun with this. And there are some really cool sequences. That yeah, guy, yeah. that game made me laugh at one point. Um, I I don't know if um have you reached the part where you're at the um like the uh, record player or the um like the music box section uh not yet i played i played around three hours of it do you not want me to say so anything far? because i i it's a segment that i really want to talk about but i also don't want to spoil it for you i mean how far into it is is it is it, is it something that's oh, like man. gonna ruin it for people who are playing it you know what i'm just not gonna say anything because you just need to i say it's a, it's a cool caution. thing all right if anyone knows what i'm talking about it's one of the coolest segments in a horror game i've ever played it's so cool but yeah back, back to it what i what i'm really enjoying about it is uh how how like psychedelic it can get mm-hmm. 
Like it, it's scary psychedelic in that it uses cool. effects you would expect to see out of like a trippy music video, but they're happening around you as your characters like looking around. Suddenly things are just not where you remember them being. Uh, it's almost like antechamber esque in how it handles a lot of area transitions. Of you like turn around, close a door, reopen the door, and suddenly it's a different area. That's crazy. It, it's very gr good, and you kind of reveal the story over time of basically this artist struggling to make a work of art and kind of basically trying a bunch of crazy stuff and like to a point very early on you get uh a, a lot of like scary moments of just how to handle how, how would an artist whose mind is like breaking apart handle these situations of like they're they're kind of like creating their own horror essentially mm -hmm. Uh, which is why I love the fact that the game has no enemies. I, th I think a lot of people won't like that and will say that like it's it lacks substance because of that. But I think it also adds something unique to that game and it appeals to a different audience. Whereas like I'm not the kind of person who's a huge fan of Amnesia. I enjoy Amnesia, but it's not my jam. Um, it's not like a, the style of game I go out to play that often. Like Alien Isolation is a great game. I absolutely loved playing it, but it's not something I'm going to go back and play it's not a game that, like, I would, if I want to play a game, I'm not going to think of that. Whereas Layers of Fear to me is just something that, like, I very much want to get to the end of it and experience just the ride. One part made me laugh because, like, you're walking down a hallway and then this kid comes over. He, like, just, like, runs across the thing and falls. And starts <laughs> I think I know the part you're talking about, yeah. That, that got me. <laughs> there, there are bits of it, it where it's, it's almost, like, intentionally playing so with mean, the tone but, of like, the game. I feel like sometimes horror things will just input something that is like so ridiculous that they really thought it would be scary, but it's just comical. Oh, yeah. I think in that case Definitely. they probably knew it was going to be comical. That felt very funny to me, and and maybe we're just <laughs> maybe maybe they they didn't want it to be that way, but I think that that's what it felt like to me. Uh, it just it made me laugh. That's yeah. the one part that I really remember. <laughs> I, I remember. I remember the. And uh, I'm going to be 100% honest with you, I was just zoning out for a little bit, so <laughs> we might have already talked about this, but I remember one section that made me laugh was, like, the little girl that was running around. Uh, yes. Seems like more of a comedy than a horror game. Like, this no, was, that's yeah, us focusing on a... the bits like that. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, but yeah, there's some really cool stuff with painting. Uh, it's an interesting game. Mm -hmm. I, I think it's art, certainly not as, like, revolutionary as Amnesia or anything like that. The art in the game is really... The game looks really cool. Yeah, it makes Unity look really, really good. Which... Uh, is, it can be hard to do. As I think anyone who's <laughs> used Unity will know. Unity <sighs> tends to be a little less friendly to art than you, Unreal. Unity but... has not been nice to me this week, it's so a... don't, even, don't even mention the name right now. It, it's always nice to see artists turning to the occult, I yeah. say, in my profession. <laughs> look, that's what they must have done for Layers of Fear, is turn to the occult to get it to look that good. Um, it's the only way. Yeah, and then I did play one other game that is more along the lines of the forest. Uh, I played Seven Days to Die. Oh, quite a Lord, decent amount. No way. Seven Days okay. to Die is is for real? context a game that I think launched in early access in 2013 and is still in early access. So it's one Ooh. of those early access development hell games, except it's, it's actually getting games. developed. So like there's consistent updates and. They're it's they're clearly like, working on a lot, but it's bonkers to me that the game has been in development this long. I mean, Tarkov has been in development for probably that long. 
Yeah, but there, uh, there are games that do it. I think Seven Days to Die is at this point a very good survival game. Really? Uh, yeah, I was having a lot of fun with it. It's got some really great bits of like resource management and RPG progression and that it's it really encourages you to like have character builds and everything. It goes pretty hard into survival RPG now. Uh and the structure of like you essentially have seven days to prepare for this horde that will always know where you are regardless of what you do is a really interesting way to handle it. And it means you've got this like constant timer in the back of your head like I need to be prepared for this event because zombies in that game really aren't that much of a threat normally until they suddenly all know where you are at once oh that's fantastic i hate it it's it's a it's a really <laughs> cool game and i think uh the bits that i like are, are really just the resource management and it plays a lot with a lot of like crafting mechanisms of like minecraft style stuff in a way that's a little bit less blocky um, especially now like the environments in seven days to die are pretty good and Especially the, the like amount of variation in different places is really cool. Like you'll find abandoned cities that are just generated with different shops and whatnot. Like if you might go raid a superstore to get food and then do a bunch of other stuff. It's it's a very interesting zombie survival game. And I think it's it's one of the better representations of or not representations, but better games that nails the sense of like surviving in a post apocalypse. Whereas things like State of Decay are still a little bit arcadey and like very um, gamey, Seven Days to Die is still very gamey, but it's also really gets that sense of like you need to go to certain places to find food and budget your time very correctly. So it's a very good game. All right, yeah, that that big horde zombie thing is something that I've been wanting a game to nail for so long, and so far, according to you, Seven Days to Die is one of them. And uh, yeah. Project Zomboid is also one that's been pretty good at that. Yeah, I think my, my three big like horde but, zombie games that get hordes right are Seven Days to Die, Zomboid, and Days Gone. I've never. Played I haven't Seven played Days Gone. Seven so. Days to Die, but I've watched. Yeah, Days Gone is very very good, it, and it looks pretty interesting. All right, that yeah, that's mine. Which means Brett. Oh, we forgot uh, World War Z. That game also does some fun zombie horde. I, I have not played Sorry, I, enough of it. I oh. for- I forgot that game existed. It's so fun. I got it for like super cheap on like the Epic Game Store or a while ago. Anyway. Yeah. All so, right. Yeah, it's moving your on. I, uh, I played uh, a game that I personally have a lot of history with and is one of uh, my most favorite like and unique settings of all time. Five Nights at Freddy's. No. Uh, <laughs> Dead Space 2. <laughs> um, so for uh, to, to start off, um, I specifically wanted to play this one because uh, it scared the absolute bejesus out of me when I first played it in middle school. Uh, my friend was like, hey, I don't play this game, uh, but the guy on it looks like Master Chief, so do you want it? And I was like, yeah, okay, sick, bro. Um, <laughs> and then I uh, played it, and uh, I, there, there, there's a part that uh, made me cry as a kid, and I put it down, and I never played it ever again until like yesterday I sat down and just played like the first half of the game which is not that much because it's like a 10 hour game but it's it's so good and it's so scary and then like you know i I don't it it really it really it really kills me that the series is dead now because man they just do so many things right like the ui 
the UI, everything. Like it, it literally the the series started because the creative director was like, "I want to make Resident Evil Four in space," and then they did, and it became like so so much more unique than that. And it kind of has that thing that we were talking before um, about like, yeah, you have guns, but it's like, okay, I get it. I'm supposed to I'm supposed to turn the the funny plasma cutter to the other side so that it chops off the arms that are in this direction so that they don't stab me. I'll do it. And then you shoot it and then their arm doesn't come off on the first shot. And it's like, uh, die, 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 die. And then they start running <laughs> at you and their arms are flailing all over the place and you can't hit them for garbage. And it's yeah, it's terrifying. Um, and the part that specifically got me as a kid, and even playing it now, I was like, "Yeah, I can, uh, I, I can under, I can show a few people this now that they will just start freaking out and screaming." Um, there's the the enemies are are necromorphs, and there's like a bunch of different kinds of them. Um, they're all based off of car crash victims, by the way, which is disgusting oh. and terrifying. Yeah, um, yeah, they have a bunch of bones sticking out. Yeah, it's oh, absolutely horrifying. Um, there's there's a variety of them called stalkers, and they introduce them to you, but they they make you walk through a very big dark room with like three big pillars in the middle. Um, and this is pretty like this is way before the halfway point of the game, so it's not like spoilery, spoilery. Um, uh, and you get to the end of it, and the door you're supposed to get through uh like breaks or something, and then uh the lady on the comms is like, okay, I'm going to get you out, uh, but you just got to, uh, I, I got I to gotta figure out how to open the door first. Uh, we're also running from things. Uh, and Isaac's like, okay, I guess. And then you have to go back in the room and listen, I, I flashlight mechanics are scary. So I'm glad that they exist. And I, I to be honest, I kind of hope they stay there because you could only have your flashlight out when you're aiming in Dead Space 2. So you have huh. to slowly walk back through the room that you just walked through. And there's like, screams just coming from like different corners <laughs> of the room and it's completely pitch black and then you get to the other side and you turn around and there's there's just there's just a little white uh chicken head peeking out at you from beyond one of the the columns and chicken then head? You, you shoot at it and it goes away and then another one comes out and starts screaming at you like a like a baby and running at you as fast as possible <laughs> and you can't kill it fast enough before it gets to you oh, and then God. there's another room the, the room the room that really got me as a kid was there was like 20 of them and like I, I had trouble like getting through it not because it was like scary but because i literally did not have enough uh, ammo to kill them all so i was like yeah th this makes sense i i'm i'm no longer uh making fun of my past self for being upset at that that was terrible <laughs> in a good way uh yeah it's a very good game very scary and i will finish it uh probably after after this podcast at some <laughs> point <laughs> yeah man i love dead space it, it's such a unique series i know we, we haven't got any kind of horror that that uses that same gameplay loop i mean maybe Evil Within kind of counts, yeah. but still, I don't know. It's, it's a genre I really, really miss because those are the horror games that I tend to like a lot more. Are that approach to horror as opposed to the like jump scare approach? It's yeah, and even even the jump scares that are there, it's like like some things just like come out of they nowhere serve a purpose. Because... Yeah, they they serve a purpose because Isaac in that game is like going crazy and he's dealing with uh like the the game starts with like uh congratulating like his his girlfriend is like congratulating oh I'm so glad you got me to do this job and it's the job that got her killed and so oh. the whole game is he's just like 
beating himself up about it and seeing like visions of her being all freaky and so that's that's what those play into and it like you know it gives them substance yeah, it's absolutely. not just like some face coming out of nowhere awesome. i always really loved the uh the ui because i haven't played the second one but i remember a lot about the first one and i just love the way that they handled uh ui in that game because it yeah. was kind of before because uh, i know like the batman games kind of have a similar thing where they have like the screen in front of you that's like in a 3d space a dead space did it more than more definitely batman, yeah but uh also they have like the gauge on your back which mm-hmm. is like that's your health isn't it where it's like yeah it's all diegetic which is so cool i used to have that on a t-shirt man it felt so awesome yeah, that gauge is one of my favorite <laughs> things you know what's crazy too my first dead space game wasn't any of the main ones it was the mobile game what is that like extraction or something it was a it was like a full-on dead space game like a single player like you know 3d third person horror type of thing and they did such a good job at translating the controls really it was like basic touchscreen like shooter controls but they didn't feel that horrible to me and the great gimmick was like when you wanted to to change the angle of your cutter right you had to you had to uh basically like tilt your phone oh that's interesting which was so cool it was such a cool way of because like again you have and you had to wasn't just in any old direction you had to you had to like torque it in the direction that you wanted so it's like if you wanted it uh vertically you had to get to go left and if you wanted it horizontally you had to go right it was so so cool that's sick and you can't play it anymore (laughs) not on the app store oh no Uh, yep uh, that's my like biggest issue with iOS game preservation is it, it's just not really possible. Yeah, there's so but many also, old iOS a, games that are impossible It's an EA game, like big ones too, like Infinity Blade. The, the first two Infinity Blades are pretty much impossible to play. Well, for a lot of different reasons. Now that's a whole complex. Uh, yeah, but, but the the gist of it is that the hardware is now different, and there was never any release in a, in a platform that supported. Uh, the hardware that could play that. That's them. But I mean, that, that happens. You know, unfortunately. Yeah, but usually there's a backup, right? Like, usually there's something like emulation that can yeah. work. Whereas with that, it's like those games are now just kind of lost. Exactly. Especially the ones that you have to, like, tilt the phone for. Like, there's nothing. Like, even if someone were to make, like, a yeah. rebuild of it, like, people rebuilding PT from the ground up since you can't play it on the PS4 anymore. Like, you can't, you can't do that with a mobile game on a, on a computer or anything else. It's just impossible. Yeah. Um, on on like the 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 plasma cutter tilting thing that Wyatt brought up, like there's just there's only one conventional gun that you can have, and even it like reloads weird and looks weird. Like it's just supposed to be an assault rifle, but then like you can just fire like fifty of the bullets out at once and like a huge oh. grenade. And yeah. then there's there's one gun that's literally just. <laughs> It's just a like like a circular saw blade that you like you telekinesis push it out and it spins really fast and the sound that it makes when it cuts those I cannot use the words for them right now but it it is so satisfying to watch those those jerks just become puddles of blood. Can, can we also uh, give give a moment to commiserate what uh what could have been uh, Dead Space Four which I was reading up on recently. And it was this really interesting concept where uh, I, I don't remember if you play as, if, if they were planning it as you playing as Isaac or not, but you basically, you have this like rundown, like hunk of junk ship that you're trying to keep afloat. 
And what happens is you're trying to fly it through space to get somewhere. And you basically stop at different derelict ships to like grab supplies to upgrade your ship to make sure it doesn't fall apart. But they're also infested with uh, necromorphs. And so you're going Ooh. from ship to ship sca scavenging parts and trying to keep your own ship afloat, which is such a cool... It's a cool like, concept. It's a cool like uh, loop or a cool like structure for a game. And I really wish that it had gone through because I feel like that's perfect. Like Dead Space 3 obviously like did not... Uh, missed the point on what Dead Space was, and that wasn't all the developers' fault. Missed every point. But it, well, that wasn't Visceral's fault. That was it a was lot not. of EA garbage. But um, yeah. but that feels like that feels like a Dead Space. Like that that feels like a game, like a structure that would fit within Dead Space. So yeah, because it it's really just sad. it's the ultimate realization of survival horror. Like the whole thing is that you have to manage your resources, but then in that concept, like the whole environment has to have its resources managed because it's the ship and it's running out of like fuel or whatever. And it also embraces the space horror aspect. Of it yeah. As well. Yeah. Yeah, man. I really, I really wish that came out because Does that, that sound is awesome? so far up my alley. Of, I know. I love that I kind know. of resource management and mission structure that man it just makes me so sad <laughs> I guess someone else will just have to make it and call it something different now yeah all right i mean you never know it's still possible it's just highly unlikely and it probably would be a different game if we got a dead yeah. space 4 i i doubt that would be the thing that we got that's um, yeah that's the thing, because Wyatt and I were talking a little briefly before this, like, oh, I want, I want another, I want Dead Space Four, and it's like, I, I want a spiritual successor more than I want EA yeah. to make another one, because <laughs> I don't want EA to make anything else ever again. <laughs> you need to buy each weapon separately. That's, that's not, you, you silly fool. That's Dead Space Three. Ha ha. Oh no. Yep, that's an actual thing. All right. Yep. No. <laughs> before oh, we go no. down that route, let's. Yeah, get my mind off of that now. Can't no, go down that rabbit hole. Brett's all finished. Are you Brett? Is that everything? Yeah. Otherwise, Great. I'm just gonna gush for like three hours. Wyatt, you did this to yourself. You're last now. Yes, <laughs> I'm waiting to jump yes. into Wyatt's. <laughs> uh, so I I played a replayed rather uh, until dawn, which is probably one of my favorite games ever. Same. So good. I, I also think it's the it's the best. Uh, so if you don't know what it is, it's very similar to uh, something like uh, Detroit Become Human, where it's very cinematic and your your control in the game is somewhat limited, and it's more focused on like uh, branching dialogue and choices and, and that kind of thing. And I I think it's the best example of that because I think it's it's the kind of game where unlike Telltale, they're not super concerned with like having it being a franchise, so they don't have to. They can be more um, liberal with their endings and like how how much things branch off. But I also think it's such a tight, well written story with great characters. Yeah, the big thing to me the, is that it's a perfect length as well. It's not too yeah. long. Because a it's a game that you're supposed to replay so so many times. That's and one so of my issues the, with the a lot of Detroit. Is it just kind of meanders? Even though I love Detroit, it just there are parts in that game where it takes so long to get to the point. Yeah. And there's a lot of cool, and, and part of the reason I think it's it's like the best example of this type of game as well is because it has so many cool like gimmicks or like little uh, interesting controller moments. So there's moments where like you're supposed to stand completely still because you're like trying to hide from something, and you have to hold your your PS4 controller 
still and you have to hold it like the the light bar within a certain area and if you are successful then, then like whoever's like trying to find you doesn't catch you but if it goes if you shake the controller too much then they find you because you're making too much noise and it's this great like moment of like you you feel like you're there trying to like not move a muscle so so well done and it also is very it has a lot of um, uh cabin in the woods kind of uh genre subversions <laughs> i feel like it's a lot more yeah it's a lot more subtle it's a lot more subtle than uh cabin in the woods is cabin in the, i love that movie but it's very it goes so insane like overboard at the end and that's what i love about it but this one's much more subtle with those kind of like playing it at especially like 80s slasher like tropes and stuff like that and i think it's so well done i love until dawn i all the percented that game yeah, and it's oh. and it's it's per it's it's <clears throat> it's the type of structure that works perfect for a horror game because when you're watching a horror movie in the back of everyone's mind you're thinking who who's gonna come out alive at the end of this? Like, who's gonna die and who's gonna live and, and it's great about until dawn, if they die Yes, what's great about Until Dawn is that the, the big gimmick is that like you basically decide who gets out by the end. You can have everyone die, or you can have like you can try and save everyone. Or if there's a character that you don't like, <clears throat> Emily, <clears throat> you can just axe them off. You're like, screw this character, just kill her, please. <laughs> like if there's I just <laughs> killed, I, I killed them all before I saved them all because I can't better. have that emotional attachment. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And the, the camera always work. go for the genocide run first, kids. They're just and, pixels on a screen, man. They don't uh, matter. And and like the the camera work in a horror in a good horror movie is so important. Like the way that you can set up different like environmental kind of like creepy atmosphere moments or jump scares. Like using the camera is so important, and they do I have a such theory. a good job with like utilizing the camera to set up certain like scary moments. So I have a theory about horror movie camera angles. Oh. And my thought is this. Dutch angles, they're creepy, right? Yeah, they can be. Just yeah. turn the camera sideways. Forget about <laughs> it. <laughs> I don't want to see. I don't you figured it out. On. Yeah, turn the camera sideways. You have realized The ultimate Dutch hard. angle, 90 degrees. <laughs> yeah, I no, I, 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 uh, I replayed the game. Uh, I, had, I had a friend of mine, she had never played it before. And so uh, I was basically watching her play. And there were moments where she would get too scared. So I would take the controller and do certain like, control parts for it. But it's, it's, it's a great thing. Like, it's, it's, it's one of the few games where like, you can sit down with a bunch of people and they can just have fun watching it because it's yeah. not super game It's like heavy. a movie. Yeah, it's an interactive movie. And it's probably the best example of that kind of. Uh, yeah, game. I think Until Dawn, the first time I played it was with a group of people. And that was by far the most fun I've had playing that kind of game. Because everyone's just like, like eventually like fighting with each other about what to do, and <laughs> it gets very yeah. fun. Yeah, there was another game that's similar to that 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 company There's... came out with called Man of Meaden. Yeah, Meaden. wasn't that like a supposed to be a series of games? They're coming out with the next one. I, I think they it's like, oh, the next it's awful. Okay. Yeah, oh. I heard it was bad. Yeah. I never played it, but I heard that, it was that's crap. why the, the next one is kind of in doubt because it was not received very well. Mm -hmm. it's just that ugh, it had the potential it really and, did and i'm worried that because it's a series they can't go as insane with the branching choices they were able to i i thought it was going to be one of those sort of like uh 
Oh, is it an like an anthology um, thing? Anthology series. I thought that I'm was not, what I'm they were going to sure. go for. I don't know if they it, have there like, is. They're coming out with one, another one soon. Are they? Up. Oh, but <clears throat> one of the few times being live is helpful. Chat has the answer. It is a Dark Pictures anthology, Little Hope, which is on the thirtieth right. coming out. Cute chat. Little Hope, yeah, that that explains every, the fan base. It's called Little Hope. <laughs> yeah, uh, kind of uh, apt. Uh, okay. <laughs> Wait, Eyebrow Man is in it. Eyebrow Man. <laughs> But no, I, yeah. I, and I, I have to mention this character in this section of the game before I forget. But the section where you, uh, where you're in with the, uh, your therapist or like that, that, uh, psychiatrist. Oh, it's the, same the little in between sections. Are the they are, therapist. they are incredible. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna give away that gimmick a little bit. I don't think it gives away too much, and I'm not gonna go into specifics. But there are moments where he's asking you. It's this weird, like awesome like fourth wall breaking kind of thing where they're kind of addressing the audience but also clearly a character at the same time who's also clear ah, it's so cool but he'll ask you a ton of questions like oh what makes you more uncomfortable or what makes you happy and then he'll change the environment of his office to reflect the choices you made so like yeah if you were like oh this like pile of like severed hands creeps me out in this picture in the very next sequence with him, there's a jar of severed hands right next to you, like yeah. in, in eyesight the entire time. It's so creepy. It's so well done. And that actor, I forget his name off the top of my head. He's he he's a, a fantastic job. He is incredible. He's the best actor. There. Oh, Everyone does a great job, but he is by far like the highlight in terms of like both the character and the performance. And it was so well done. Yeah. It's um. <laughs> Pip Torrens. No. Wait, they, no. they made the curator look so similar. Never mind. In um, Little Control? <laughs> Wait, what? Control. What? I, I think you, you got confused with the, jan the janitor. Yeah. Con Control's got some like horror elements to it. There were definitely moments yeah, where absolutely. I was... Yeah, I've been playing it. It, it. Do you guys know does. Will Poulter, the eyebrow man? Yes, yeah. I know who you're talking yeah, about. He was in a he was in Midsummer. He's gonna Midsommar. yes, I love Midsummer. Oh my god! So um, he's Will Poulter is the main dude in the new Little oh. Hope game. Interesting. And that's why I, that's why I screamed eyebrow man. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Midsummer. You love that you love that actor so much you don't even know his name. It's, it's <laughs> I love Will Poulter, but I, I forget people's names all the time. I'm not good with names. Oh, no, I, yeah. uh, I do too. I'm not the one to talk. Midsommar oh, he really is Eyebrow Man. You're right. Eyebrow <laughs> Man. Yes. I love his eyebrows. I think they're awesome. They're so they're very recognizable. Like, no other human being yeah. on Earth looks like that. <laughs> he kind of looks like the, the, the kid from that one, like, uh, like that Nickelodeon uh, yeah. Yeah. Halloween no. movie where he, like, smiles for too long and then his face gets stuck like that. No, he looks he like the, the dude costume. from Toy Story. Oh, my God. oh yeah. Yeah, he absolutely does. But he dressed up as that on purpose one day. And Good. we're all coming from a place of love. We all love Will Poulter. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Everyone, no, yes. how can you not love Will Poulter? He was great in Midsommar. He was, Midsommar is a wonderful. It is, it is something else. It is a wonderful. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's also something else to talk about with uh, Until Dawn is like it uses actors for yeah. it. Was one of the first like games to really heavily go into using actual actors in the scenes acting like they would 
I only and I not recognized just doing like the facial animation. Obviously, Josh, because it's Rami Malik. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to say this wrong. <laughs> I Hayden, Hayden Penetier, obviously, I recognize her. Right. And um, I might recognize the. Oh my god, the blonde one. I don't know what her name yeah. is. Yeah. Did you? Yeah, she's Did you her, recognize her? her name is Megan. She plays Tess Tyler in Camp Rock. I recognized her. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I love that that's the connection you make immediately. Of course. It's Camp Rock. It's like, of course. <laughs> and she plays someone named Tess. Of course. Mm, <laughs> of course. Yeah, true. I mean, she was kind of rude, but. <laughs> she, she was the rude one, but. No, but I, I mean, I have nothing but, but good things to say about that game. It's one of those games Wonderful where it's like, game. I'm sure there are problems, but like, I don't have. I, like, it's, I have al- no it's also complaints. short enough that I think the issues don't stand out as much as they would. Mm. Like, it, it's a lot more forgivable because when there are issues, you're only ever dealing with them for around like five minutes at the most. Wait, so who's your favorite character? <laughs> I don't oh. remember any of their names. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm just bad with names in general. Um, who's the glasses jokey guy? What's his name? Oh, the Chris. glasses jokey guy. The Chris. guy with the short blonde hair? Chris? Uh, Chris, yeah. I think that, like, Chris, I loved his relationship with, uh, what's her name? <laughs> Ashley. Good job. Um, at, Chris and Ashley, like, I kind of latched on to that kind of, like, I um, love Sam. I love Sam. Sam, yep. Definitely. Not because and, I um, love Hayden Panetti or anything, but I love Sam. Good. <laughs> She's a bit. I still think Rami Malek's uh, character is one of the better portrayals of like just an unsettling character in a horror horror game that yes. you just don't. Well, he just know has a why. face. He just has a face that makes you feel uncomfortable. It's the not fa- all the time because I've seen him act in other things. And where he, you're like, what are you yeah. up to? It's he has a good face for mo- for mocap. But it's also a lot Wait, of this. It, is, so his, this is the this is the 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 psychiatrist man, right? No, no, we're no, talking that's about Josh. Uh, oh. it's Josh. The uh, oh, it's Josh. The, okay, it's the dude who not owns the cabin, but it's his parents. Yeah, yeah. well, because I was gonna say he's the the that man's very unsettling as well. Well, it's interesting. <laughs> well, he's like, meant to be unsettling. I know, it, but it, it's it, really interesting. Yeah. I think the one part where he's like the most unsettling is where because like when you first meet him, you know, like everything seems he's like kind of okay. Like he see he's a little off. But there's like one point where he gets upset at something you say, and you're like, "Wait, a psychiatrist really shouldn't be getting mad at their client." And that's when you're like, "Okay, this is just not good." But the, <laughs> like, but the great thing about it is that it's like he's very off in the beginning. But the but, yeah. I mean, the beginning of the game explains why he's a little off. So it's not that surprising, but it's noticeable, and he does such a good yeah like job of not going over the top. But but the great thing about all the characters for me is that it's like there isn't a character that I like. There are characters that I disliked, but that's because they were doing their job well. Yeah. You know, like right. That yeah. was the point. There was never a character where I felt like this character doesn't work. You know, like, yeah. like they, they found a perfect actor that, that, you know, uh, who, you know, like it was perfect for their role. There was never a character where it's like, I, I hate this character and I'm supposed to hate this character, Emily, because they're a giant piece of shit. But like, that's the point. You're supposed I to hate Emily. I like Emily, but I like everyone in their own way yeah I just, and i think there is until dawn is a little bit tropey especially the characters but that's it's tropey for a reason i think yeah it's well like, again it, it brings up the cabin in the woods tropes. thing there, yeah, 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 it's, yeah it's the cabin in the woods thing that i brought up that's i'm gonna say cabin in the woods, but. one thing that's not um a spoiler but when um 
Emily smacks Ashley and she's like, recognize the back of my hand, B word, and then smacks her. So good. Oh, <laughs> so I got it. That was or when, great. Or when she's like, it's just a prank hand. And I'm oh like, oh my God, a classic. <laughs> she's got that Valley Girl voice. It just, <laughs> oh, it's so perfect. I, she's well, so I, perfect. I feel like I know people in real life that would say that exact line <laughs> of, it's just a prank. <laughs> And that I mean, I mean, just horrible. I mean, you just gotta go on YouTube and you hear it all the time. <laughs> yeah, but, but I think I think the way <laughs> her character portrays it is just so great because it, it's less like the YouTube ones and more like just someone with a, a venomous Bad. personality yeah. that you someone really just, don't want to be around. Yeah. Right. Well, most of the girls are annoying except Sam. She's unproblematic. Yeah, but that, that's how horror movies and horror media tends to need. You need characters that are like that, the or else it's not as fun to watch. Uh, unless you're doing like, like some kind of deconstruction of horror. I like Mike a lot too. Well, he redeems himself. He was kind of a Mike's the yeah. black-haired one that's not Remy Malik, right? He yeah. he's the one that uh, is like on his own for like he... probably the longest amount of time because he goes. Oh, to the, uh... he's the yeah. he's the one who was played by oh god, who, what else was that actor in Agents of Shield? Is the only thing that uh, I know. Brett from... Dal Dalton is. I have the. I have the fandom page open right in front of me. Scared um, me with my own fandom. name. <laughs> That'll be <laughs> <real bad. laughs> It's you. See, it's you would be good in a horror game. <laughs> you are Mike. <laughs> I fooled all of you. Even but no, myself. it's it's like wow. it's one of the few instances where like every single character works. Like there's never a character that feels out of place, or there's never a bad performance. It's just everything fits into place so well. It's it's fantastic. It's a good. It's like a good story or something. Crazy. <laughs> what? Yeah. And these people clearly understand horror too, to yeah. like such a great, to such a a degree, definitely. Yeah. So. All right. I think that is pretty much all of it for our horror game roundup. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we're about where I was hoping we'd be. We're we're an hour hour twenty minutes in, so we have enough time to cover up the last bits of news and extraneous horror talk halloween preparations uh for the podcast which we we don't have any there's not there's no halloween special podcast it comes out on tuesdays so (laughs) this is uh this is close as you're getting (laughs) um but yeah it's it's always interesting because i think a lot of us don't play a lot of horror games at least not during the year for, for the most part, I was talking Tess. <laughs> but, like, Tess is our resident horror expert, so <laughs> I, I I think horror games as a genre tend to not be up there with like people playing them consistently throughout the year. It's more of I think people will like get into horror around Halloween and play more. Yeah, well, uh, you'll get, you'll see more yeah. horror by watching my Twitch. <laughs> oh, plug! What a plug! Yeah. <laughs> Let me insert myself in there real quick. <laughs> it's, a, it's a podcast. Wait, yeah. Subscribe this to the happens. podcast on Anchor. <laughs> on, on your podcast <laughs> platform of <laughs> choice. Yeah, uh, skip the podcast. Just give me some money. My PayPal's all right, in the All right. Nope. Nope. Oh, that's oh, too much. Too oh, much. Wow. So oh, close. Wow. Oh, man. Oh, wow. Uh, there's the fourth wall. It's gone now. All right. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, uh, and, and does anyone have extraneous bits of like Halloween-related games things they want to talk about? I have. Uh, I feel like I did. And I yeah, I, I we have talked a lot about a lot not... of it during the conversation. Yeah, 
Uh, I will say, um, look, okay. All right. I, I want to preface this by saying Aliens Colonial Marines is a bad game. And if you uh, <laughs> do not own a PC, you should not uh, play the game. However, if you do own a PC and you're willing to, uh, you know, uh, fuff, fuff around with some uh, with some mods and get the uh, Templar GFX mod up and going, which is this massive overhaul mod. It can actually be quite uh, a decent horror action game. Provided you like pick Ryan, it up for a small amount of money. I got yeah. it for five dollars. If you get that game for five, I would say like PC, five to fifteen, good price for it with the mod. Yes, because anything above I think, that, I would feel cheated. <laughs> yes, because the biggest improvement. Like there's a lot of uh, you know graphical improvements. There's a lot of sound. It really like overhaul is almost an understatement because it changes almost everything. It's it almost changes. like to remake levels. Yeah, it's it's kind of insane. It's it's kind of insane. Uh, but if if you can get that up and going, it is a, a, actually in a, in a select few levels, it's a very good like horror action game because the xenomorphs actually move the way they're supposed to which means they're fast, they blend in with the environment, and they crawl in places that you wouldn't expect them to be, and their AI is smart enough where they're actually trying to corner you and surround you. So it's a legitimately oh, no. terri- it's a legitimately terrifying game sometimes, especially because uh, they, they made great use of like their, uh, their like motion sensor. You have to pull the tracker out, and you can see where they are around you with like pulses and stuff like that. It becomes a legitimately kind of like a, an effective action horror yeah. game. I, I love how, how they play that with, like, instead of having a normal mini-map, you have to pull out your motion tracker and yeah. watch. And it, and it, and and it adds to the co-op. It adds to the co-op part of it, because you can have one guy that's on the tracker and Which then one I guy that's, like... We'll add, don't buy it for the co-op, because it can just break. We had a lot I had that experience problems. a lot, and eventually, like, we, had, we just couldn't play through a level. Un- unfortunately. But I do recommend, it's still a really fun solo game, especially if you're an Aliens fan, because there are references all over the place yeah. i mean you get to you get to go back to a lot of the same areas and stuff like that but again caveat being you gotta get it cheap and you gotta get it on pc so you can mod it if you're getting it on co- don't bother don't bother <laughs> yeah well i feel i remember the one of the worst things everybody was talking about with that game was the the alien ai just like literally ruining everything about the oh, game. oh they would they would walk on two legs they would just walk over to you maybe swipe at you and then just kind of stand there and like wait for you to shoot them. It was the most nice. pathetic so AI. So useless ever. they weren't scary. Exactly. Here, yeah, they're fast. And the, the crazy thing is they crawl in and out of walls and like the ceiling and stuff. And they go in spots that you don't normally expect enemies to go in first person shooters. So they're constantly throwing you off, which is great. So it was so much fun when I played it. Has any of you guys played the new Phasmophobia game? I've heard a not, lot about it, but I yeah, I, I do not have a VR headset with me, so I can't. Really... Oh, is it oh, it's VR? VR. Yeah, I, okay. I think there is. It's not going to be able to play. I don't think it's VR version. only. No, it's yeah. I, I think it's VR also VR. regular. Um, but the VR support is what I keep hearing is really good. Yeah. Because I want to I... play that with some friends. Like I told my roommate. Um, I don't know if he wants me to say his name, so I'm just going to say my roommate. Um, <laughs> and I asked him if he wanted to play together, and he was like, "Yes." So. I'm excited. I have a couple, a lot of people since I love horror were like, Tess, you should really get this game and play it. So. One of my friends, uh, like, listen, you, you yell at me for being a wuss, but one of my friends got that game and then spent like 10 minutes in the little like 
the, the trailer outside and then went inside for like two minutes and then decided he couldn't play it anymore and then stopped playing. I heard it's a lot more, I mean, it's a lot easier playing it with friends. Yeah. And obviously oh, like oh, by sure. yourself, which makes sense. Yeah, right. yeah of course. Um, it's been popping off really well. Like it's doing super well for the indie team that it's made by, I think. Yeah, really. Which is great. I, I always love to see indie games just doing really, really well. Because, yes. That's especially so nice unique ones. Yeah, I'm pretty excited. I actually just bought it just now. So there's also, excited. there's skipping off of the horror train a little bit, there's another like Halloween theme game I think is still really fun. Uh, Monster Prom. Great. Oh, yes. Halloween-ish game. Yes, where yes, yes. It's a competitive, like, mini dating simulator that takes about like an hour to run through and it's like four people that that try to just go at it and you're essentially competing with each other to get like the best ending it it kind of feels like an extended uh almost like it it feels like if if they took the small basis of like a jackbox game and stretched it out into its own game because it's absolutely when you say dating sim it's not like a dating sim right it's that is not the kind of game you're getting you're getting like high school shenanigans I'm not someone that likes dating sims at all, but this was so much fun. Creatures. It's it's a ton it's, of fun. It is so much fun. It's a baiting sim. It's incredibly great if you can get your friends to, <laughs> to voice act all the characters as well. That's always just really really fun. Oh yeah, get a couple get a couple drinks down. Everyone's doing their own voice work and stuff. It's a it's a true bonding experience with your friends. Yeah, and it's super replayable as well. And you can play it alone. I haven't done it. I I assume it's that not sounds really as sad. Much fun. That sounds really depressing. It's just plain be only because it, it seems like it wouldn't be that funny. But you can, uh, and it it is currently three dollars on Steam because the sequel just released. So if you're interested in that game, you have time to pick it up. I think it's on sale on other platforms too. Uh, but yeah, the the sequel just came out, and I am very curious to try it. <laughs> I'd absolutely love to. Oh right. oh, did it. Yeah, it came out, I think, today. So. Oh, I didn't well, know that. Actually, two days ago. Wait, today's a, yeah, today's a Sunday. It wouldn't have come out. Is it the, the same, like, characters? I'm assuming it's probably a different... It's, it's a handful of the same and a handful of new. So it, it's like oh, okay. thing. And it takes place in, like, a campground instead of the... Uh, it's essentially, like, the school retreat, from my knowledge. So We should play this for a 001 party. Absolutely. Uh, oh, my God. Gosh, I, I will hook that up on my switch and bring it because yeah man, great it's game. that good it is so good yeah uh, all right so that's all of our halloween games we've got a, a few tiny bits of news that we'll go over and then we're gonna let everyone go and have a nice halloween halloween you know because yeah, it's halloween the tuesday happy weenie right? howl for my party and then uh yeah so we don't have any major news. We had the NBA 2K21 thing, which happened at the end of the last podcast. This happened, and we, we talked about it very yeah. briefly. We're uh, never in time for the new news. Yeah, it's still basically the biggest news. Uh, we were in time last week. We caught it before the end. Oh, yeah. That yeah. Was the most <laughs> we caught it midway been. through. Um, and it's Breaking still. news. It's still like the, the essentially the biggest news of the week. Uh, Apex Legends. Uh, that's is not true. That's not true. What? You know what the biggest news of the week is? What? Ryan. The Atari VCS will be uh-huh. available almost around the exact same time as the PlayStation 5 for a cool 
380-something dollars. That number hurts. <laughs> that sounds worth it. Oh, or... yeah. Oh. Oh, yeah. How interesting. <laughs> Man, so, I, I, I don't... I don't you wish any now, failure maybe. on the Atari VCS, but it's coming out at, at the worst possible time, at you the worst that, possible but, price. You say that, but so much of this feels like a... Like a uh, I gotta be careful with my words here. <laughs> I don't... This is the kind of thing where, like, you, you post something like this on, like, an Indiegogo campaign and then nothing ever comes of it. You know, just yeah. like shady, where did our money go kind of thing. And it just like, I don't know. There's just so many like sketchy vibes that I'm getting. So, yeah, this is this. the first time I've heard of slash seeing this and it's given me Soldier Boy vibes. Yeah, well, I was going to say the same thing. Well, this has been in this has been in development way longer than Soldier Boy. I think they first announced since this, the 1970s. Like, no, they first announced this system like three or four years ago, and they've been working on it ever since then. They've had multiple Indiegogos. They had an Indiegogo that they canceled the day it was supposed to go live. Oh, like, oh, that's... They, they, also, yeah. they also showed off like hardware, quote-unquote, at like it was uh, CES or something like that, where it was actually just like a, a Linux PC that was like running what kind of looked like their hardware, so they were lying about, you know... The fact that it was actual hardware, like just the whole thing is so sketchy. I'm trying to figure out what you guys oh, yeah. talk about, and all I see is Soldier Boy faces 10 years in prison for fake game consoles. <laughs> so, so <laughs> the, the Soldier Boy was a, a Game Boy ripoff console that Soldier Boy made. Made is oh, not but, actually. But the it wasn't just that. He had an entire word, website but... with a, an entire yep. range of like. It was ridiculous. Uh, they're, they're basically those like cheap. Uh, they're Boy, usually like they're cheap usually like knockoff consoles that run they're usually McDonald's like video games that you'd find yeah. and then they just have a ton of like crappy nes roms and stuff like that which is also yeah. illegal like but there was <laughs> but they weren't even like he didn't even make them you can literally buy the exact same unit on amazon for like a third of the price it was insane why did he do that yeah wouldn't wouldn't you like to know what was going through his head soldier boy tell him He's been it. Oh, what can I say? He woke up and yeah. said, "I know what I can do today." <laughs> <laughs> he streams on Twitch. He gets a pretty decent really? amount of followers. Yeah, like, yeah, he no streams. Imagine. But he plays game. He plays games like Fortnite and stuff like that. Oh, he must wow. have like a, a wheel of fortune thing where he's like, "What crazy thing am I gonna do this year?" And he just spins it and like sees yeah. what happens. Yeah, I'm a I Twitch streamer. How can I scam a lot of people with a fake game console? Scam, <laughs> scam people. It's because he's mad because he's not popular anymore. Well, yeah. are we going to get in trouble for calling it a scam? I mean, I don't think so. I'm not oh, saying yeah. it isn't, but like, are he's, we allowed I to mean, say that? The news articles say that it was a fake console and he's under house arrest. So, yeah. <laughs> and that he's looking at 10 years of jail. So, I would say that it's safe to say that it yeah. was a scam. <laughs> I mean, it was pretty if universally the Soldier Boy stuff was a scam. If there's jail time involved, because there were also people literally say, found. It what are you gonna was, do? Rap about it? <laughs> it was a Chinese console. He's gonna create knockoff. a song about this. Like, there, there was literally the same he thing. Wanted to, he wanted to Superman that game industry. All right, all right, we're we're getting too off the beaten track here. This is this is old news. We got current news to talk about. Uh, something interesting that happened is that uh, Cynthia Harrell, who is the woman who sang Snake Eater, and some of the Castlevania. 
uh, one of the major Castlevania songs, finally like got found and talked to again because she kind of vanished off the face of the planet. Not really, On but no, 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 no. She she just like basically she only ever did those things for games because yeah. she knew someone at Konami. Who was working on uh, Castlevania and Metal Gear and was asked to do those songs and then basically completely left the industry or not the industry but never interacted with it again and did a bunch of like backing vocals for talented music artists and whatnot so it's just super interesting to see that like uh, th there was a theory for a while that she was dead <laughs> because people couldn't I'm figure out who she not. was so it's interesting to finally see that like yeah this was a a cool thing that Snake Eater still has that impact today which is cool trying so hard not to uh sing. kojima productions it's very is hiring not to sing. <laughs> oh are they <laughs> yeah so they're hiring for a new game project which is interesting because they had said before that, that they might be looking into doing moving movies at some point so the next thing yeah. they're working on is presumably a game which is interesting little bit of news uh fortnite has a massively reduced file size now which is just one of those I mean, things that I'm like... Nice. Yeah. Be great nice if some other have. games like could do that. <laughs> Start compressing yeah, things know. a little better. I know a certain game that could do that. It kind of does that. Kind of. It's been doing it. It's been, okay, they have been Okay, they have been like decreasing its install size, and you can also now uninstall different like modes of the game. You could do that so, before, like, though. So like, I uninstalled campaign. No, you couldn't. Yes, you could. No, no, you not, not on this PC. Not on PC. Oh, no, okay. no, you couldn't. So, like, on I console you up, could, but not on PC. I did not know That's that. Weird. But on PC, I uninstalled Spec Ops and uh, Campaign and freed up seventy gigs, like almost seventy gigs on my uh, on my SSD. So, yeah, good for them. All right, back to news. We have <laughs> Darkest Dungeon Two got announced and is going to be coming out at some point. Uh, we mm -hmm. don't know when, but it's uh, shifted into 3D and looks really, really good for a 3D take on Dark Darkest Dungeon Third Style. Cool. Very excited about mm -hmm. that. Um, Rainbow Six Siege is coming to Game Pass for console. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> Not for PC. That's really the scariest yeah, that's... thing to have happened today. <laughs> okay. That's just a big question mark for me. Is it's coming to console and Android? Or wait. I'm just like... Wait, wait, stop. Wait. Oh, Game Pass on Android. Okay, I thought you literally... I thought you meant that it was... No, like, no, no, no. Yeah, Game to, Pass like, Google Play, and I'm like, to Android. Excuse me? <laughs> uh, flighting for Halo 4 PC has started. So Halo 4 will be coming pretty soon. Oh, and, and for those who don't know, don't flighting is favorite. essentially a 343's term for like testing uh, yeah. Halo stuff. Mm -hmm. which is cool so that'll be coming pretty soon we don't know exactly when but soon uh that, that's most of the news to be honest we have no, 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 no. News there's a couple there's a couple things that i would like to bring up all right wyatt okay um, end the podcast before he can just because just because i think they're interesting <laughs> Wyatt, get um, to them come on <laughs> okay all right all right uh, there's a lot of you're apologizing before been, you say there's the a thing. lot of people can I say it now thank you <laughs> no you can't do I have the floor Ryan okay we don't have so, a floor this there's, is there's, been, there's been uh, a lot of reports of people getting their PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X and S pre-orders canceled on various websites oh. because apparently the uh, their uh, the website did not uh, they got the math wrong <laughs> and there was a lot of people that 
where they were shown that they had a pre-order and they didn't. So a lot of people's pre-orders are just getting canceled, yeah. like unceremoniously. Which did they get scary. their money back? Um, I yeah, don't yeah, know. they did. They do probably. The other, the other really interesting one is GameStop has entered a partnership with Microsoft. Yeah. So the reason we weren't talking about this is because right now we really have no information on what this actually entails. We we know that Microsoft is essentially partnering with them, and, and right now it seems very one-sided, like Microsoft is helping GameStop out. Right. The reality is there's likely a lot more to this that we don't know yet. But I did um, think it was worth mentioning in its early... Yeah, so worth mentioning, we, we really... Anything we say right now about it is super subject to change because we do not yeah. know the details of this deal. Right. Uh, so and knowing our luck, really more information will come out the next day or day after. it'll be the next like halo january build thing of we'll say yeah. something immediately that'll get changed so right yeah it's hard to do that uh, i mean this announcement Microsoft is thing. a build from january so yeah <laughs> absolutely all of mojang's games now are going to require microsoft accounts so they're they're moving away mm -hmm. from old mojang accounts uh, that makes sense yeah yeah and the sense. interesting they're doing they're merging the reverse ways for the uh, the console versions of Minecraft if you want to carry your progress over from Java That's edition nice. so you'll get That's your like nice. Java name instead of your Ooh. Microsoft name which is interesting interesting That's nice. It doesn't really mean do anything specific but it's just an interesting way that they're handling that. Uh this was actually we do have one interesting game developer thing so the series Sam developer team Crow team was acquired by Devolver. Oh, that's right. Hmm. Which Crow Team really hasn't done that much of note recently. Serious Sam 4 was just kind of okay. Uh, mm -hmm. Released to very little of anything. Like, I, it I would released say. To a no it, re it released to a resounding. Uh. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> resounding. Yeah, in crickets. Um, it's a, I've heard it's both fun and bad from different people, so. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, that game exists. They're now under Devolver. Yeah. Which is probably good. If there's any publisher you want to be under, I feel like Devolver is a good place to be. Because they're usually a, a stamp of quality. I mean, the weird thing to me is that really they've been acquired. Made. It's not they're publishing for them. They've been acquired. Uh, which is a little bit of a different right. deal. Oh, okay, right, right. Um, but still, though, being being associated with, with Devolver, I think, is a, is a good thing. They're a publisher that I think has a lot of good... Yeah, especially because Serious Sam is up Devolver's alley. 100%. Oh, Definitely. Either like old like games that have an old fashioned feel to them, or literal older franchises that are like still releasing games. If that makes sense. Yeah, because I mean they also publish um, uh, Dragon Warrior, right? I think. Right. I don't or, want to. I don't know. Say that or, um, because I don't know. Hold on, wait. It's in my Steam library. I can. I can. Shadow you. Warrior. It's a good game. Shadow though. Warrior. That's what I meant. Shadow I'm sorry. Yeah, you said Dragon Warrior. I was like, wait. <laughs> No, no, Shadow Warrior. Yes, My bad. Shadow Warrior they do. Um, Which is like, that's another fun. old like FPS franchise that's seen a revival recently. So it's very yeah, very, very well. good revival. Those games are amazing. Uh, They're great. The more recent ones. Humor is not for everyone, but the, the gameplay itself is fantastic. Yeah, the humor. Well, anyway. Yeah. Okay. And the last like major thing is uh, Immortals Phoenix Rising demo on Stadia has been in the hands of people and people have gotten to play it. It looks really cool. I'm excited for it. Yeah, honestly. general impressions I'm... have been... I think two things are... There are a lot of people that seem to be a little disappointed that it's maybe not as unique as they had hoped. 
from what I'm hearing, it, it does play very much, not quite like Breath of the Wild, but more a fairly standard third-person action game with just mm-hmm. a unique setting, which I think will definitely be disappointing to some people. I'd, I, I mean, think Ubisoft, right? My, my biggest worry, I'm not the biggest fan of the character design. Yeah, that, that's mostly because here. Mostly because they remind me of the newer, like, Xbox One, like, your Xbox account avatar, like, the new version. That <laughs> they what have they recently. remind me of is uh, the mobile games where the, it's, like, a, the face of a person screaming. Yeah. That's what they yeah. remind me of, and I, I really am not a huge fan. Which stinks because everything else about it, I think, visually looks Oh yeah, I love a lot of the it armor designs and whatnot. Wonderful. There's been some yeah. really cool environments. Uh, I've heard the gameplay's fun if you're into that style of game, mm-hmm. but it, it isn't feels... groundbreaking. I I saw a lot of things that felt very like Assassin's Creed Odyssey to me. Yeah, although I've, I have heard it plays very differently, but similar vein. I think I think yeah. If if you're in that ballpark, I think it's probably going to be a safe bet in that respect. Just don't expect it to be super different, I think, is the, the going-in takeaway. Uh, and then Watch Dogs Legion comes out a few days after this podcast comes out. Speaking of speaking of recent releases at the same time, uh, Doom Eternal, what is it, The Ancient Gods, I think is what it's called. That new DLC also just dropped uh, very recently. And it's probably just going to be more Doom Eternal, which is uh, never a bad nice. thing. So I mean, Doom, Doom is kind of a horror-ish yeah. game. Well... It's it's, like it's more like horror. reverse horror. It has some horror aspect to it. <laughs> yeah, there's like demons and stuff. That <laughs> was so non-committal, Ben. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, because that's like I don't know. There has some horror aspects to it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That's I'm gonna, I'm gonna cut us off there because I think we're hitting that point <laughs> of incoherency. So I'm correct. That means <laughs> it's time to do shoutouts. Alex, okay. you're you're first because you were first. Thank you. Start, so. I, I also ha- have um, something to be at. Not that I don't love being on here with you guys, but poor poor <laughs> yeah, scheduling. Yeah. Um, okay, uh, shout out to this amazing mint scented hand sanitizer that I just can't stop sniffing. Oh my god! <laughs> oh. oh, that's good. Amazing. Are you sure that was? Hand don't do drugs, kids. Yeah. Um, was that? Wow. Yes. I'm not sure. That was intense. I've heard that sound before, but not from sniffing hand sanitizer. <laughs> that was intense. Careful. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on. Cut her mic. Cut her mic. Sugar. Right. Sugar. Thank Me? you, guys. I got to go. Oh. Nice All right, see you. Oh, have, bye. Time, uh, hey, have a good man. night. Have a good night. Is it me? Yes, it's you. And for all you who watching. Um. Oh. Uh, shout out to Path of Exile, except like an anti shout out because it sucked me back in again and <laughs> I can't escape. So that's it's like that. a shout out because it's too enjoyable. Um, yeah, shout out because it's, it's way the game's just too good. I hate it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. I hate having fun. Brett? Uh, last week I was like 30 hours into Xenogears I'm 50 hours into Xenogears <laughs> and it's still really good but it's wow. so but it, but it won't end it sounds it like Xenogames are always like at Xenoblade least 100 too. hours yeah, yeah I had to climb up a tower today with this platform man. I remember playing Xenoblade Chronicles 2 and I was like oh it's still going I it's played another act. a little bit of it on my um my switch because my friend 
let me borrow it, and it was... Yeah, I only played like a couple hours of it. It was pretty interesting, but it doesn't seem like a game that I would like. But I can understand why other people would like yeah, it. It's very, very heavy JRPG. Uh, yes. Hey, Wyatt. Oh, it's my turn. Oh, boy. Um, shout out to the uh, Halloween game mode in, um, in a Call of Duty called Onslaughter, where you have two teams... And there's uh, there's a juggernaut suit like pack in the middle of the map, and both teams have to fight to acquire it, and then and then like fight their way in the juggernaut suit to the enemy base, and it's awesome. And they also have night like the night uh, nighttime version of all the maps with it as well, and it is so much fun. And I wish you could stick it around because I think it's probably one of the best like modes in the game, legitimately. Yeah. All right. Tess. Shout out to Will Polster. You know, that's because my shout-out's for uh, Rami Malek. Oh. <laughs> hey! There you go. Shout-out to the main characters of... There's people who, who know their roles really, really well in Until Dawn. Yes, well, I think w- this game is probably going to be so good because it has Will Poulter in it. Just because <laughs> of Will Poulter. I hope. Nothing well, to do with the game. Will Poulter was in Man of Madon, right? No. There was, like, no known actors in Man of... No, he was in Man of Medan. No, he about. wasn't. I think he, he might have been. Man of Medan had one person. I I saw it. I saw it like a trailer or something with him. It was me. It. it was me. I'm sorry. It was me. Not no. in it. It's always you, isn't it? You sneak yeah, well, it in well, there. Well, listen, I am the worst horror movie protagonist. I had. I if had he was in it, I would have known. <laughs> not. You're probably thinking of the blonde dude. That is not Will Poulter. Don't you ever disrespect. <laughs> My God, the blonde dude. Yeah, there there is a blonde dude who looks like vaguely reminiscent of Will Poulter oh, but without the eyebrows. You're right. Yeah, that's it's like, Sean Ash. Will I was Poulter thinking of Sean Ash. Eyebrows who's not Will Poulter. It's I, was the thinking, dude. I was thinking of Sean Ashmore. All right, all right. We're 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 in. Yes. We're, that's, that's it. it. That's we're done. I'm gonna play the outro. The outro is playing right now. Uh, <laughs> this always happens every single time. It's so chaotic. It's, just, it's it, the it's point over. of the ending. We try to be on task for the start, but once we get to the end. You know, if you're still around, we hope you're just having fun. I, I didn't even know about this game. $30, though.